Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's Saturday. I know you're wondering, ah, oh, it got to be Wednesday. It's not Wednesday. It's Saturday, folks. Doing a little bit of a special here, something a little different. Uh, as you've noticed, we've started doing more of these uh, Saturday specials here. I like them. I like the idea of getting out and having uh, people on. A little, little different vibe for us on a Saturday night. So for those of you that can't watch the live on Wednesdays, but I've got a unique one here today. As you saw our post, uh, what can you do for fun wearing a pair of black gloves? I know many of you in all your horrible thoughts and minds were thinking about things that they could do with black latex gloves and what fun it could be for you and what things could happen in your life wearing a set of black latex gloves. It's even more creepy as I say it in that voice. But we're talking actually about Legos. We have with us today Steve. The creator, the mind, the mind behind the evil genius that is Black Glove Legos or Black Glove Bricks. Not Black Glove Legos. Black Glove Bricks, blackglovebricks.com. Steve, welcome, brother. Hey, thanks. Happy to be here. A little bit of pause for you. Thanks. Quite an introduction. Thank you. Quite, I, you know, I try I try to do do my best with them. But uh as always, folks. Got it. Before we can get the bar completely open, let's go ahead and do our uh, housekeeping. First things first, over my right shoulder, for those of you that are watching us on the video and for the rest of you, if you aren't, that sticker and a cause. That is for you. If you've got a podcast, maybe you do Legos and you have a Lego sticker. Whatever it is, the group that you support, whatever your vibe is, whatever your thing is, if you go ahead and you send me that item to me, or excuse me, contact me on Facebook, we have our earplug podcast Facebook page, our link, our the above the bar podcast page. We have our LinkedIn, our YouTube, our Twitter, our Twitch. Hey, we have a TikTok now. Been putting out some TikTok videos. Make sure for those of you that are watching, you put it on TikTok. Also, make sure everybody shares this. Get all remember the goal is always to get kicked off of as many of the uh, pages out there that you yard sale on. Uh, which is probably Steve's going to tell us those are amazing places to find Legos too, but you get kicked off of all those, but that'll be a good reason to get kicked off because you went and uh, put this show on there. So make sure you, you reach out for all those. And then as always, if your media just isn't locking in, make sure you reach out to media by dibs. You mentioned the dibs that you want. Uh, you're going to belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount. Make sure you look him up on LinkedIn as Andrew Dibble, but his Facebook and his Instagram are also Media by Dibs, and that's D-I-B-S. All right, we're done. All the housekeeping's over. Steve, Steve is such a gracious guest. He even oh, please. Because I, on the other hand, would have been the guy on the background screaming for my wife to grab me something or one of my favorite scenes in a movie. Mom, meatloaf. Okay. Love that line. Actually, his better line is, have you ever watched Semi-Pro? Have you ever seen that, Steve? Uh, that's the Will Ferrell basketball movie. Yes, right? I have. Best. I have it. No, no. Bro, if you you need to watch watch that one because one of the best lines in that movie is when he loses and he tells the guy he gets corn dogs for the rest of his life. 
And he's, <laughs> the guy's sitting there screaming, corn dogs, Jackie, corn dogs. Love that movie. I'll have to check that out. No, I haven't seen that one. No. One of my favorites. So as we finishing up sharing this around to all these other pages, people that should be watching us. Uh, so you are the host, like, host, creator, evil genius, all the things that go along with um, the uh, whole uh, God, my brain didn't work for a second. Black glove bricks. But yeah, let's get into this. Like, how did you how do we get to this point? Well, I uh, I've been a Lego hobbyist since the I was a kid in the you know early 80s. So 35 plus years I've, I've been involved with the hobby. And um, so, so I'm always looking for new ways to sort of engage with it, you know, whether that's traveling to Lego conventions or as I started seeing over the last decade, lots and lots of YouTube channels dedicated to Lego popping up. And a couple of years ago, I just kind of decided, oh, you know, maybe I'd like to dabble with that. So the idea of Black Love Bricks as a channel and the type of content that we would do started to form a couple of years ago. And then uh, about a year and a half ago, we put up our first video. And uh, yeah, I, I just I wanted to do something that was very specifically Lego for adults. Oh, look at that. Miss Cody. We haven't seen Miss Cody in a while. Hello, sunshine. How are you, my dear? In Legos. It's all about Legos tonight, Cody. So now you you kind of the content. Now you said unique content. And mm -hmm. I can tell you right now, I just watched one of the, the other day. I was watching your video where you were discussing going and getting blister packs at the Lego store mm -hmm. and how for if you were big into building, you can really save some money going about it that way, getting the, the items. But I didn't know, and I'm going to try to stay focused on layers because there's like so much in my head. Oh, sure. You said 80s. I think, you know, I know my introduction to Legos was McDonald's. And McDonald's had, uh, for the longest time, there it was a pretty good long run. You would get a pack of Legos uh, in your, your Happy, Happy Meal. Meal. And, and when you got them all, they all, if you built all the little ones if you got all the packs there was another set of instructions to build a large a larger one i do vaguely recall that yeah i i don't think i i don't think i uh partook or partake uh, i don't think i got into i don't think i had those because uh fairly early on um my father and i decided that we were going to be kind of exclusively castle lego okay. so that's sort of became once, once we made the decision that Castle was going to be our go-to thing, we really just sort of, we never looked back. So even now, now as an adult, I might pick up something here and there that catches my eye that isn't still very much in my personal building, um, a, a Lego Castle guy. Now that's, you got me curious because I love medieval. I love D&D uh, &D fantasy stuff. Same. Very, very much enjoy all those things. Was that where you were going with it or was it just i i like because i just did you finish i gotta ask this completely sidebar did you finish last kingdom did you watch last kingdom uh no no not okay we may have to end the podcast now so you <laughs> can go, go watch it <laughs> it's on netflix uh phenomenal writer uh england castles 
Sieges, Saxons, Wessex, the whole nine yards. It's a series then. Oh, it's a series. It's all good. I read the book. It's a books series also. Phenomenal book. I'm always looking for a new uh, series. So I got to watch that one. Okay, definitely. And Cody's on it. I'm happy to hear for this. I'm traveling and working off hours. I found a mega Lego from Legoland at home. I'm staying at actually. Interesting. Uh, Cheryl, who's got a new show. I love Legos. I have so many sets. I haven't done yet and recently started collecting old sets I used to play with in the 90s. Give us an idea, Cheryl, uh, which ones you're talking about there. And then uh, the best part of it, the home of a 76-year-old. You found a mega Lego set in the home of a 70s. Yet, if yet, tell us what set it was. Um, so, so what? I mean, so you were doing castles with your dad. That's your connection. You and your dad, that's your thing together. One of them, yeah, but he was always very supportive. Basically, we, we he would I would dabble in all kinds of different Lego at a very young age. And then 1990, this set, uh, the King's Mountain Fortress came out. And to my nine-year-old eyes, it was just the neatest thing I'd ever seen. It had this big raised base plate. It came with the first ever Lego ghost. And it, it was just the coolest thing. And I just remember looking at my dad as soon as we saw it in the catalog and saying, that's it, we're done from now on we're only doing castle. That's all I'm interested in. And then he was, he was such a cool guy. He always implemented the rule. He created our Lego rule was every new Lego castle set. We have to buy two, one to build as per the instructions and then one to just have fun and build our own way. So he was always real uh, supportive of, of the hobby and that still is. So that's pretty awesome. So, so you actually, so for, I don't know the cat. I know the castle set, but I don't know how many pieces are in the castle set. I remember seeing them back in the day and you would have like trebuchets and different mm-hmm. things like the little singular pieces, but give, give the audience an idea. Like how many pieces are in that? Oh boy. I mean, there's been um, over the decades, uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of different Lego castle sets. So, um, I mean, the most recent one that I purchased is this kind of really rare collector's one that just came out. And for example, and just to give you an example, this has uh, 1,957. Now that so, says Bricklink. That doesn't say Lego. Uh, it's a long story. Uh, Bricklink, um, <clears throat> for many years, Bricklink was this, and it still is, this platform online. It's a website where you can purchase Lego third party from different anybody can go up there and set up their own lego store and sell individual pieces so let's just say i want to i'm working on a special project i need 500 of something i can go to bricklink and just place an a la carte order through a third party guy but then a few years ago lego actually purchased bricklink Oh, they just said we're cutting out the middleman. Well, yeah, because to be fair, and I don't, I kind of don't blame them. And to their credit, they changed very little about the ordering process. It's it's seamless as it was when it was independently owned. But to, to, to I get where they're coming from because someone now yeah. like my age who's like been doing this forever, if I never bought a set off the shelf again, I'd be okay because I have so much. I do buy the bulk of my lego today third party because i'm usually looking for something very specific to complete a very uh, particular build so and, and again to their to the lego group's credit once they purchased it they didn't you know 
they didn't screw it, it up. Right. It's it's you wouldn't know that it if I didn't tell you it had changed hands, I don't think you'd know. So yeah, so that's a great resource for for adult fans and it's, looking and it's to, called Bricklink. Bricklink, yeah. So what they did was they had a contest where fans like myself could submit a design, something I built custom. And then if it achieved 10,000 supporters, Lego would consider it for production of an actual set. And they've done dozens of these since I think 2014 when they launched the Lego Ideas program. So that what Bricklink did separately, even though they're technically owned under the Bricklink banner, they took a bunch of these sets that had achieved that 10,000, but that Lego had denied and then did a like crowdfunding pre-order thing. So I ordered that back in uh, July of last year, and it only just showed up a few weeks ago. Um, and you know, it's been a bit of a controversy because they limited the, the the number of them available and people that were buying them just to scalp them. And it was a whole mess, but it was a great set. So I got to, I got to catch up with everybody real quick. Co- Cody and uh, Cheryl are on this. Uh, she doesn't know where the, the bag she found it in a bag but she thinks it was like a a marketing thing for the mega legos cheryl says castles she's castles mainly also for the old sets like like you said uh her and her dad uh did it found a special edition buzz lightyear and zerg build from around 2010 new one new ones mostly technique technic yeah technic technic is what like is a Technic is like um, it's like a it's like its own separate brand within Lego. They do okay. they do very they do mostly like motorized things, large cars, big vehicles. It's a much it doesn't look like your traditional Lego. It's it's almost like its own. I don't I don't really get into it much, but they're I don't want to say more advanced because that belittles some of the other things. But no, but I understand what you're saying. It's it's more more of a motorized tech savvy kind of a, a piece than it is, you know, clicking bricks and, and design that way. Right. Right. Like if you're like a, a, I would assume like if you're a car enthusiast that likes building, you know, engines and things, these Lego Technic sets would be, would make sense you. for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, Cody wants to know, what do you do in your real job? Like for day job, I shouldn't say real job day job. Are you, she wants to know if you're an engineer. No, I'm not. I, I'm a copywriter. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely not an engineer. And, and that's, that's kind of why I uh, never went, got into the, the technic side of things. I always liked the cat, like, because with the castles and things like that, I saw that as more artistic. You know, I, I could never draw, I could never paint or sculpt. I never had any skill there. Same guy. <laughs> but to me, Lego became almost like a, a, a medium that I was able to create stuff with. And that's what I always found because that's, you know, not that I'm a master or anything, but I could build some pretty handsome stuff. So, um, yeah. Do you do a lot of, do you do any one-off stuff or is it more, this is the box, this is what, what the instructions say to build or are you, are you getting kind of outside of that realm? I've always been more of building my own things. Like uh, I just like, we just finished off. We have a Lego room in, in the, in the apartment now. And we had a custom table built. My uncle who is an engineer built, built the table. And one of the things that we're going to be doing on the channel in the coming months is we're building a massive medieval fantasy uh, kingdom with 
castles, a harbor, a market. So one of the other video types that we're going to be offering shortly once we get the ball rolling here is just, a, you know, every couple of weeks, a progress video on what we've added to the kingdom. So um, that's going to be a lot of fun because I had one many years ago when I was living overseas and then I had to tear it down, bring it over. And now I finally, a couple of years later, have a space again where I'll be able to start a, a large scale build like that. How brutal is that, though? Like, because we were talking beforehand, you know, Steve's lived in a, a couple of different cities, uh, continents. You know, this is your thing. Um, how brutal is it, though, when you have to take them apart? Like, like to uh, me, I'm the guy like if I build something that it's built, don't touch it. Dude, that was one of the hardest things ever because I had a very nice Lego room set up in Australia with my whole medieval village, all my modular buildings, and then like a lot of really Death Star, the Ewok village, Simpsons house, all these <laughs> big, well, they make these big cool sets. And then the only way to really, it was going to cost a fortune regardless to ship all that stuff back to the US. And really the only way to do it was to just crumble it all up and put them in boxes. So all these, all my original creations, all these really nice and quite expensive Lego exclusives, they just all got broken apart and put into boxes. It was the only oh, way to do it. Bro, like it's hurting my soul even just hearing this. Uh, you're getting a lot of lot of activity, brother. I always love it when everybody starts throwing out oh, questions. As everybody's throwing out questions, make sure you're sharing this episode with as many people as you can. Let's get some more folks watching us. Cheryl mentioned that the techniques are uh, – or more for cars. Uh, Cody had a good question though. These brick links, are they as structurally sound as a regular Lego? Uh, we, Meaning like, you know, we all know that a Lego, you put a Lego and you make like the Lego block box. We've all made the box out mm -hmm. of Legos. Are these blocks comparable in quality or is it like, ah, they're just like, eh, they're, they're well, one no, no, the thing with brick link is they only sell, authentic lego okay so they're real legos oh yeah 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 i wouldn't like, like, there are some some other brands there are definitely some chinese imposter uh bricks that you can get cheap out there but you know i think every hobbyist especially an adult has like their set of rules that they live and die by and i would never use third-party stuff and, yeah. and the, the sad thing is there's really there's some companies out there like one's called brick arms another one's called brick forge and they make like really high quality super high quality accessories that are like the kinds of things that lego would never make like lego would never make a machine gun <laughs> because well they they have a very strict rule about they don't make modern looking firearms fair enough um so this company called brick forge they make characters that with you know Uzis and you know all kinds of wild stuff that um again it's completely compatible very high quality but I just it's it would if I knew I had non-authentic stuff it would mess with my head even with the castle stuff they make there's some companies out there that make brilliant medieval weapons and extra shields and they're super well done and I've been tempted a few times but I just I it would bother me see I'm I'm that way like so I big comic book collector Mm, CGC, like there, it has to be CGC to me. People, there's a couple other companies out there that will will certify books, but uh, I do. I am going to commission. I guess we got to commission this. We'll commission this. We need you to come up with something. We're, I'm going to get to him in a second. We're going to commission something. If you can create 
it's going to be, I don't know if you can do it. Well, give me a second. Okay. I'll bring it up in a second. All right. Um, Cheryl wants to know any chance of doing anything with pirates, Lego pirates. Oh, well me or you. Um, I, I, well, because I've seen the pirate stuff. Oh, the pirate stuff is beautiful. And there was, there was the original pirates theme. And then when the movies were, were out, they had a licensed theme of pirates of the Caribbean that made some incredible sets. Um, the closest I'll probably just because I don't have unlimited space, but I will have a pirate influence to the harbor area of my village once that's built. So there will they be, be Saxons. They should be Saxons. I, you know what? The only reason I, I steer away from trying to be um, historically accurate is because I think then you can't do the fun fantasy stuff. Oh, okay. You can't really. So I like to mix in, you know, a dragon here or there or, you know, they make some cool, you know, fantasy animals and characters like that. So if I just, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I would want to make it, you know, something original. So, so, so uh, there's what, if you can see that face, that's what we're going to commission. I need oh. you to make Scott Sakura as a Lego figure with his beard. His, um, he's one of our buddies from talking beards and has it actually our competitive beard guys. Wow. Like, so can you get, can, do you think you could do that as a Lego? He actually just said this. It would be my, tricky. My face is a, yes. I don't know if my face is a Lego. <laughs> Better than my ass being squared off like one, I guess. I'll tell you what, though. When I was living in Australia, I had a beard like his. So I. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Hair down the hair. And yeah, I had a goofy look get, over there. What? Why? Did, why would you get rid of that? I needed to get a job. Ah, <laughs> Australia was fine. Uh, here. <laughs> Here, no. I, so, but I think we could commission that. Like, I, if, I would give it a go. I think that would be pretty amazing. And if you did that, see, that would be a great one because all these beard guys do charity. It's all for charity, right? If you could make that, I'm gonna throw it out here. And I know Scott. If you could make that, get him to take it to like nationals and then auction it off for a charity. How incredible would that be? All right, send me a send me a, a there you go, Scott. Here, send me a photo and, and we'll we'll see what we can put together. Scott, you're you're on. I just put you on the spot. Now who now whose face is a Lego? <laughs> uh, Nathan, I could answer this for you as a dad. The answer is yes. They do hurt when you step on them. But what is it like having a heart? You have millions of bricks probably in your house. Uh, not an exaggeration, but yeah. I, I mean, mean, at this point, because you know some of them are so tiny and. I, again, thirty-five years. It's not a brag. It's just we've over that over that period we've just amassed such a massive collection that yeah, I don't think millions would be out of yeah, probably. <laughs> so uh, everybody's yep. Lego doesn't make weapons. Doesn't want to promote uh, violence. Right. And then co look, everybody's reconnecting. Cody, Cody, and Scott are reconnecting. So many dollars to be made. I'm telling you, Scott, we're all over this. So. So you're you're deep in the Lego game. You're you're moving around. You're you're bringing these to different places. Um, what is some of the advice that you have to folks that maybe I know as a dad, I love giving my sons for a while. They were into the Harry Potter sets, which I think are so impressive uh, how accurate they are. But um, what do you say to somebody who's like, hey, I'm looking to get my son daughter into this hobby or. I did it as a kid. I'd like my kids to be able to, to do it with me. What are some of the, I guess, baby steps before you're at the level you're at? 
Well, I, I, look, I'm still just a guy that it, I'm not, I'm no guru. There are, there are people out there that make what I do and the build things that are so immense and so you know beautiful that I look like a child next to them. So I don't, I just don't want to put myself out there as like, you know, again, that's why I stress that this is my hobby. So, um, but if, if you got a kid that's into it, just, if you got a Lego store near you, just take them to the Lego store and let them run wild because that's like, they have, it's like walking into a physical version of their print catalog. Everything's up on the shelves. They have the pick a brick wall, which is a great, you know, I, I would imagine if I was a kid, I would have loved being able just to pick bricks, fill a cup, you know, of whatever I wanted and, and walk out of there. Um, just let them run wild at the Lego store, I guess. And, you know, got to maybe give them some realistic expectations on what it can be because i mean they have they just came out with the millennium falcon it's like eight or nine hundred dollars retail that's oh the money is insane but what is it the largest one is the uh death star it's the most pieces or millennium falcon beat that oh they they outdid it like you wonder like you're outdoing yourself so is it like hey you know normally that would be two pieces cut that thing up and make it four we're just going to add pieces to this it's crazy. And that's why I think it's it, it, it for the longest time, Lego didn't really sort of in any official capacity acknowledge their adult fan base. Wonder they, why, that, why do you think that is? I think because Lego is a genuinely, honestly good company, I think. And I think they're very, very committed to being a, awesome. a, a positive, a, a good toy for children, you know, like. And when you think about it, it's fascinating. They're the largest, they're the biggest toy company in the world, and they only have one brand, and that's Lego. You know, I think Kenner's got G.I. Joe, Barbie, Transformers, and Lego still is bigger than them. So I think they just kind of didn't acknowledge the adult fan, not out of spite or anything, but because it maybe went against their Corporate. image they want to put out there of, of being an educational toy for kids. But recently they've launched their Lego adults welcome um, line, like a separate series of bills that they put out. Because again, like when you're putting out a, a $900 set, you can't really pass that off as for children. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's not, Bob, Bobby's not getting that for his seventh birthday. No, no. And so it kind of became silly. It's, the amount of big expensive sets they put out in the last couple of years I think they kind of just had to say, okay, let's let's make it official. But I'll tell you, a positive side effect of Lego not really acknowledging their adult fan base, again, in any official way, was that a real adult community kind of built itself up organically because they didn't have anything official. So there are a lot of, I mean, the, the adult fan community and the adult hobbyist community is massive. And I was actually going to ask you about this, and Nate, Absolutely. Legos are weapons in and of themselves. Just ask uh, from what was the movie? Uh, Home Alone. He, oh, yeah, he, used, he used Legos. They're, they are a weapon. Um, have you seen that episode of the, the toys that made us the Lego edition? Oh, yeah. I, I think I've, I think I've seen every I love that program. So I, think I love I've that. Seen too. Them all. Like, yeah, so good. That yeah. was a, an interesting one. And Lego just a couple of years ago um, became the most valuable brand. Mm-hmm. in the world and surpassing ferrari right which used to be it yeah and now it's lego um and then leg lego is interesting to me because the other thing is, is if you're into marvel movies and cinematic universe 
that's how a lot of people sneak information to figure out what's going to be in these movies. The toys they check the Lego first. sets. Yeah, mm-hmm, absolutely. And, you know, talk about big. You, What other brand uh, manufactures both Marvel and DC? Nobody. And so, it. you know, right there, that when they're, when those two brands are, when Warner and Disney are willing to play in the same sandbox, you know, that just goes to show how, you know, powerful and righteous, you know, the Lego brand is. I, I'll give you another one of those little fun tidbits. You know, Lego is the world's largest manufacturer of tires what is it th- now are we referring to the lego tire yes but it's still a tire right so if, if you just want a th- fun little thing at a party or something say who's the who's the biggest manufacturer of tires in the I world oh michelin goodwill goodyear no nope, right. it's technically even though they're tiny lego makes more tires than anybody else in the world i would i would have never never in a million years it, it'll win you a drink at a bar Absolutely. That that's definitely a good drinking question. So want to kind of uh talk about you you mentioned the Lego story and uh going over there. How was that for you as as because I can tell you I've seen some wild stuff. Probably the wildest set I've seen over there is from the Lego movie. Um the cityscape from the Lego movie where the building's all twisted up and there's wild things and the pink the pink cat with the star head or whatever it is mm-hmm. is the one there. What is it like for you as somebody at your level when you go into a Lego store? I do you critique it? No, 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 no. But to be fair, I, I, I enjoy going just kind of because it's fun to be around that stuff. And every once in a while, there's something that I want to get. But the, like to be fair, these days, I don't really buy a lot of sets off the shelf because, again, I'm usually working on a specific project and uh, it makes more sense dollars for dollars to go to a site like Bricklink and just buy exactly what I what need. need. Right. But then, you know, every once in a while, like they come out with something like the Moss Eisley Cantina from Star Wars. I, I couldn't resist that, you know? So, um, so I usually only go to the Lego store or usually I just all order offline. Um, the Lego.com, if it's something official I want. And, uh, but I, I always like to check the pick a brick wall. And they also have like the video you mentioned to build a minifigure station. Um, if you need, cause I'm really into the minifigures. I think they're one of the most fascinating. The, the minifigures are out of control. Yeah. Like I mean, you mentioned a Lego convention. We go to comic cons mm-hmm. and there's always at least two or three people um, set up with just like minifigures galore yeah but you got to watch those people because the majority of them those are bootleg what do you mean like so how would i that's a good good question for you right there mm-hmm. um how could i tell legit lego from a bootlegger well it's funny enough i've got a video about that coming out in a couple of weeks but i'll tell you a couple of things right now the first thing you, you got to look for is when you see a character that you know lego doesn't have a license for so, like, if you see a minifigure of, oh, I don't know. Um, I see a ton of Deadpools and different color Deadpools. Well, see, either those are all bogus because Deadpool only appeared in one set 10 years ago-ish. And it's one of the more valuable figures that you can you can buy. So, when you see a Deadpool, especially in any other color, it's bunk. And, and there are other things you can tell. Like, if you if you separate the torso from the legs, there, it's usually a, a, a less effective it's not the patented minifigure design. Um, 
so yeah, a lot, and, and it's sad too because you'll talk to you go to some of these Lego shows, and or a Comic Con where they have somebody selling authentic stuff, and he'll tell you straight up, it's not even worth me coming here and setting up anymore because a father brings his kid who wants a Deadpool. This dude's selling the authentic one for thirty five dollars, but he can walk across the aisle and buy the bootleg for four. You know, it's so. Yeah, I, how do you compete with that? You can't, and that's another reason why I don't support the bootleg stuff, even if it's interesting looking, or even if it's a character that's rare or that Lego doesn't make in the end, it, it hurts the guys that are out there trying to sell the real stuff at, at competitive prices. So, you know, yeah, it's, you see, I see the flea markets all the time too. There'll be a guy with a table set up and he's got all these figures and they're, they're unfortunately bogus. they're bogus, but I mean, at the same time too, Man, I don't have kids, but if I was a father and my son wanted like 50 soldiers or 50 right. knights, it's a it's it's a hard thing for the consumer to pass by too. And so thankfully I'm in a position where I can sort of take that moral high ground, but I I get it too. I don't fault anybody who buys, you know, those third yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm sorry I'm laughing as, as you're talking. I, that was rude of me. I'm no, just, no. I just saw what what Cody sent me. She she would love a custom Lego statue of her dog. She likes all the houses that they do in the Lego scenes and the and the wall secret spot. That's my thing is the secret spot thing in the Lego store when they tell you, hey, look around the store and find these items mm. that they've put around, and then they'll have like a free gift for the kids, which I think is a blast. But um, she would like to know if she could commission or if you know someone that would commission to uh, make her 165-pound Mastiff and how many Legos that would take. Um, I'm saying more than five, and I think I will. Yeah. Well, you know, there are five. there are folks that do commissions. I oh, don't really? Know. Oh, like, that's yeah, real? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know any personally, you know, I, but I would check Instagram. Um, uh, it would probably be incredibly expensive because yeah, – I couldn't even imagine. The, the product itself is going to cost you an arm and a leg and somebody's time spent to build something like a, a yeah. big dog like that. But there are folks that do it. It's just probably a, a ridiculous cost. Right. Yeah. That's, that's on that Kardashian money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and to be fair too, this is not a, a, an insult to her dog, but like me personally, I would, that's not the kind of thing I would enjoy building like a big, dog or a big anything it's not the dog it's you know some people really love building like giant sculptures no i'd rather build an intricate little medieval village you know like it's just my preference so i'm not into the i, I wouldn't be able to help her out personally is what i'm saying because i don't do like the big builds well we'll have to see and and cheryl just says she knows some folks from the lego show which i said you know it's funny those shows my four-year-old loves to sit and watch the lego build show um do that lego masters the lego masters i was i'll tell you what was the most impressive thing on that show for me was when they did the weight challenge um there you go cheryl you link oh, up with no. cody she has copious amounts um yeah it was like did you like that was the one for me when they just kept piling tons of stuff onto the bridge and it held yeah, well, hey, if you if you use the right build techniques, you, Lego's durable. There was some guy in Europe that built an entire house, like literally from from Lego. But as far as that show went, I got to be honest, I, I and maybe I d it deserves a, a second chance. But I, when it first debuted, I watched the first two or three, and as much as I I loved the building, I loved the Lego, 
but they made it so much about the reality show aspect. It was father and son, husband and wife, and, right. and the, the contestants. And I didn't, I, I don't care about those people. <laughs> so it, it just, it got real. It, it, I tuned out after about two or three episodes, to be honest, because I'm not a reality TV guy. And if it was just about the builds and, and stuff, but I didn't want the backstories. I didn't want the heartwarming moments. Just shut your that. mouth and build. Yeah, exactly. Build, damn it. That's a show I, I would watch. I should. That's the show I should start. Shut your mouth and build. The, look, you might be on. We might be on. Yeah, something. it was your idea. I give you credit. Yeah. Give, okay. All I want, I want executive producer credit, which is how, which is Hollywood for you didn't do shit, but we're gonna pay you. Exactly. Or you're the money behind it. Yeah. Right. You're yeah. you're the money behind it. executive producer. Mm-hmm. I don't do shit, but you're going to pay me for this. Yep. And I get yeah, an definitely. opening title credit. Yeah. But him. Yeah. So I didn't, I, I couldn't, you know, it was too game showy and I, it just wasn't my cup of tea. But again, I still, I say that in a positive way, meaning that's what's so cool about Lego, especially when you're an adult, is because you, you can do it your way. You don't have to, there are, if you want to buy, third party stuff if you want to buy uh if you want to build a 165 pound dog you, you know it's, it's there yeah and that's why i don't get like i said i have my personal preferences on how i conduct myself as, as a, an adult hobbyist but i don't fault or blame or get mad or argue with anybody that does something a different way because dude it's all it brings lego brings me so much joy and it's such a stress yeah. reliever and so i would never ever ever blame or fault anybody else who does it a different way because i know what it does for me therapeutically and whatnot so if you got to do it a different way to help you or put your mind at ease then i and you know i praise you so i'm i'm trying to set something up to show to you okay i'm trying um so i love the lego store also i do not do builds or anything like that Mm -hmm. but i get very creative with the minifigures oh yeah you can they are so awesome to me. Just had my wife cut the light off because I thought it was. I, I so hopefully that light being off doesn't mess with anyone. But uh, I needed it for a minute. I was getting like a weird glare. No, no worries. So here is here is one of my Lego blister packs. Oh, excellent! I don't know if I if you can see this well, folks. For those of you that aren't watching the live, it's three. This is my Lego band. There's a guy with a saxophone wearing boxers. Uh, a guy with a koala bear head that plays a uh, lead electric guitar. And then there's the uh, last one that looks like a surfer that has the acoustic guitar. And then they all have their accessories. One has a, uh, like a juice. One has the uh, uh, boom box. But I don't know if the koala bear has an extra one. Oh yeah. The koala bear has a bag of money. That's like, and you know, what's cool is uh, in the last few years, what the Lego has been doing is at those build a minifigure stations, they've actually been including several pieces, whether they're legs, torsos, heads that are exclusive to those stations. Oh, really? Right. Like how would I, I wonder how I could tell. Uh, you you got to just know your, your figures, you know, like they don't say these are exclusives, but you know, cause a lot of times they're just cast offs from like, Oh, we've got too many of this hair, too many of this face. Uh, but now they've actually been including some elements that you can only get uh, at those build a minifigure stations. So that's, you know, that's just another cool thing that they do. They're always coming up with cool stuff. 
We're going to do one more. And yes, Cody, I know it's a pan and I said koala. I thought about it afterwards. I wasn't going to correct you. Cody. Thank you. It's all right. You could have corrected me. <laughs> Cody corrected me. So then we also have, if I can get the one guy because I can't get the box open, uh, we have our surf team. My, see, this is going to piss me off now. I'm going to have to open it. These Some of these have never been opened after I put them in here. Oh, wow. Because I just, because I like to, so this is the example of being a comic book collector. I just leave my shit for display. Mm-hmm. Like my comic books, I read them once. They get they get sealed up and never to be touched again. Um, my kids will someday inherit all this and probably put it in a fire or sell it to somebody for like <laughs> pennies on the dollar. And my wife has asked me before. She's like, "Well, how do you feel about it? like?" I said, "I don't care. I'm dead at that point. Like, <laughs> like if you guys are gonna piss that money away, whatever. That's why. That's why I pissed it away. All right. So this is gonna upset me. So we're gonna get this together here, but." Is there any mint like so for you as I'm fixing my minifigures here to put them back in my blister pack? So I feel like an ass hat right now. Um, is there anyone in particular for you that you're like, this is your grail set? Uh, not really, because uh, like I said, uh, I'm I have pretty much every castle that's ever been made, except there's like this one from the late 70s, the original, original one that's like the yellow castle, right? And I got to be honest, it's hideous because it's yellow and it's just it's before they really perfected it. So for what they charge for it, I, I, I would never spend that. Um, and to be honest, in the last 30 some years, every one that I really ever wanted, I got. And now they're all just in a box, you know, smashed together. So <laughs> I <laughs> I definitely have, have had favorites over the years, but there isn't like I'm not. I'm not chasing anyone, you know, there's not, there's not one out there that I was like someday because, you know, well, my best friend, Ken, he's all about the Legos. And then, uh, our now Jeanette used to live in Papua New Guinea. There you go. Oh, wow. and, uh, and she loves that. You can connect the Legos and the Duplos. It's Duplo is Lego, isn't it? It's, it's their, yeah, it's her children's line. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, but you can. She's correct. You can, even though they're much larger. Their their interlocking system is designed that you can connect Duplo to Lego. And a lot of people say, say you're building a giant mountain, and you're, it's going to be nice and gray and textured and everything on the outside. But what a lot of folks will do when they're building large things like that is they will actually stack up where you're never going to see them Duplo on the interior, just so it's really supported you know, or really strong, you know? So. And, and it's probably easier because they're larger. You don't have to use as many blocks to get right. there. Instead of sitting there piecing together 50 little guys, you can put snap together five or six Duplos and you have a nice little support system for inside of a, um, a larger build you might be working on. All right. And then here's my surfer team. There's my surfer team. It's, <laughs> um, the kid with the beard the elephant head that the surfboard just fell in front of see all my shit just fell in front of and then the rabbit ears but i see that's where i get creative with like i feel like when i sit there and i build figures i have to build a theme to them oh like i, was, I can't just build a figure and be like this guy's doing this no no they're a team they're doing a thing well you know there's two schools of thought on that and i, I can sit there for because i literally have thousands of them i will sit there and similar to you i will piece them together. And now I have a very good friend who's a lifelong Lego collector too, where he sees that as like the ultimate blasphemy. Like he collects them. He, you know, I need Deadpool. I need this guy. I need that guy. And I buy them and I 
I ripped the hands out, ripped the heads <laughs> off, put them on. I, I've had figures that were valued at like 50, 60 bucks that I'll just take the legs and do something different with. I don't care. You know, to me, I'm never going to sell it. I've never sold a, a single nothing. Piece of Lego. No, never. I want that's what? another one of my rules. I'll never sell anything. Wow. Even when I, I've been tempted to because that super rare castle that I showed you earlier. Right. I, I was actually able to get two. And now they're going for like 600 bucks. So I'm kind of tempted to maybe break my rule and sell that because that's quite a return on a hundred. But see, I respect that. I, I've <clears throat> only sold a few comic books over the years. And every time I've sold one, it's been like, can I got to, can I get that back? Well, and I'll tell you the other reason, Sean, is to me, this is my hobby. This is my therapy. This is my love. I love this. The minute I turn it into a business by trying to, to flip it, then I'm thinking about Lego for all the wrong reasons. And just for me, per I, hey, look, I've got other friends that they make a side hustle, quite a good job buying hundreds and hundreds of pounds of it bulk on eBay or something. They take it home, they clean it up, they keep what they like, and then they flip it and resell what they didn't want. And oh, they, wow. And it's, the, it's a nice way of having your, your stash sort of pay for itself. But I wouldn't want, I, I life is short. I don't want to spend time separating 100 pounds of bricks right. and, and bagging it up and getting online and running to the post office. That just... Uh, that's more than a, more than you're bargaining for yeah i mean i bought a set last month right they had this really nice winnie the pooh um treehouse thing that i i was like i, I had I had one and i said i want to buy another just because there's a lot of pieces i could use and i could turn it into something different and it's like a hundred dollar set and it's got all the characters from winnie the pooh in it pooh and the pig and tigger pig. i don't know Piglet, but, Tigger, yep. Right, but Rue. those figures collectively go for around $40 to $50 on the aftermarket. So my whole justifying the purchase to myself was, okay, we're going to buy the set, and then you're going to sell the minifigures, and that pays for half of it. Those figures are still sitting on my desk. <laughs> and I'll have that Eeyore till the day I die. And I, I know it. I, I just can't bring myself to, to, to sell it. Yeah, you know? no. I mean, I, I like I said, I completely understand, and I get that. So... I guess the question there is, look, you're you're getting it. Yeah, she's right. There is no such thing as Legos. But the last time I pointed that out to somebody, I got called like a pretentious snob, so I wasn't gonna say. <laughs> oh, anything. oh my God! You you just can't handle the Lego. Yeah, uh, it's like deer. It's the it's the plural and the is the same. Cheryl's got the same set. I, Cheryl, I I might have to call Dibs and see what's going on at that house. Uh, and and Jeanette's jaw dropped from it. From hearing this, like I wouldn't think think of that. So, have you ever? Now I know you said you don't feel like you're a master builder. I'm sorry, brother. The things you're telling me are things I would say you're a master builder in that sense. But have you ever competed or or any like amateur competitions to to put your stuff in, or maybe there was a photo competition and you put it in? Anything like that? No, because it's it's similar to the selling thing. The minute it became a competition, I, I wouldn't. Enjoy. You're a real purist to it. I mean, you're. This is for you. Well, I again, and I don't mean to like make it sound weird or no. you like this is like so important. But like it, it. I, I've just I've always enjoyed it that way. And you know, when I was a kid, the thought when you're a little kid, the thought of buying and selling and flipping for a profit never comes into your head. So I just I enjoy it this way. Now. Um, mm. I think this is a, a, a fairly fair question. Yeah. Have you ever bought any sets uh, as an investment 
Personally, like no, yeah. but I but I I act like a stockbroker to a lot of my buddies, advising them on you know because they could care less. But these things do they mature in value at an unbelievable rate. Something you buy for 150, if you know what you're doing, something you could go and buy for 150 dollars today will be worth around 500 dollars in maybe two years. So do and, they now? Does Lego do similar to like, hey, this set's coming out, we're gonna make it this year, it's done. Is it is oh, it one of those every, type of situa- situations? With every single set. With every oh, single really? set. Yeah. The only one they ever kind of kind of sort of well, in they re- and I got screwed on this one. They had a couple years ago, they had the Death Star, right? That's right. that we talked oh, about yeah. earlier. And it was like it was like six hundred bucks, something like that. Monstrous thing. And I got one and I got it as a gift, actually. And it, it was wonderful and I had it. And then when I was living in Australia, they announced, okay. We're going to retire the Death Star. And I was at a I was at a Target over there and they had one. And I said, you know what? I'm never going to have this opportunity again. I'm going to get a second one. Six months later, they put out essentially the same thing. They gave Han Solo a new haircut and there was like 10 more pieces. And that really bugged me because here I thought, oh, I better hurry up and get this second one because I'm never going to have this chance again. And then and I think that's still available in stores. So. That's the only time they ever kind of baited and switched me, but um, but yeah, every every set has got a limited lifespan, and then it's retired. And then when you do, if you do want it, the only way to get it is from a third party seller. And boy, those prices go up like nobody's Silly. business. Yeah, especially now with like you know back in the day when there was just like your evergreen themes like castle and pirates and space, but now that there's these licensed themes, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Marvel. It introduced the, the hobby, I think, to a whole new batch of fans that maybe didn't like Lego, but loved right. Star Wars. So they were going to start collecting the Lego, you know, Star Wars sets. And to, at this point right now, Star Wars is Lego's uh, number one selling theme by a mile. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, but I get what you're saying. You know, if you really think about it, if you were think traditional Lego, Lego City, you know, Lego Pirates, that kind of basic stuff you probably be like ah, it's for kids i mean eh. and then all of a sudden you start introducing heavy themed products and oh man i can get a hulk minifigure and all that yeah it really does change change your market um it changes the changes the pricing too because all those all those sets that are marvel dc whatever they cost about 20 to 25 percent more because uh, Lego has to build in the licensing costs to to get those IPs. But I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no. What I was just thinking, though, is so let's talk a little bit about the videos. You know, we we joked around again about the gloves, but what can people expect watching your videos? What kind of content are, are we looking for? It's weird and it's for adults only. And it's, I think, very funny. You know, when I decided. Well, explain to- why it's for adults only. Well, OK, because there's a lot of. The, the, the term AFOL, A-F-O-L, is commonly used as adult fan of Lego, and that gets thrown around a lot. I prefer the term A-hole, which is adult hobbyist of Lego, and I just think it sounds funnier. So when I was looking at the Lego YouTube landscape, I found that most creators out there, and a lot of them are very, very good, but the types of videos they put out fall into um, certain kinds of categories. You have your guys that make stop motion videos. You have folks that do like basic set reviews. You have people that do speed builds where they'll build something and speed it up and you can just watch them. Well, I didn't want to just be another one of those 
types because, hey, look, why, why they're already doing that, right? And I found that most sites that claim to be for adults, the only thing that really made it adult was the fact that there was another middle-aged guy like myself right. presenting it. But there was nothing about the content itself that wasn't safe for a child or that a teenager couldn't enjoy. I wanted to make stuff that you didn't want your kids to see, you know, and I wanted... <laughs> So um, watch what I can do with this brick, kid. <laughs> well, I mean, not not vulgar for vulgarity. No, but, you know, like we've been talking about for the last hour, I think when you're an adult fan, there are certain concerns and issues you have in, about the hobby that a child would never worry about. So I wanted to discuss topics and go over things that, you know, I don't care if a kid watches this and I'm probably cutting my viewership in half by making Lego stuff right. that's not safe for kids, but it's what I wanted to do. I would, and it's what I enjoy doing. And I would rather get a third of the amount of views on a video that I think I'm really proud of. And that really does speak to an adult audience than just sit there and say, today I'm going to review set number, blah, 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 and tell you my thoughts on it. Because if you want that, there's a bunch of people out there that do it a whole lot better than me, but I promise you, you go and you look at some of the weird crap I've got on my YouTube page and there's nobody making strange shit like that. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to do. I like the different. lobster video. I remember yeah. the lobster video. And you know what? The funny thing about that is I think it's funny. I think it's sexy. I think. And it's also like, who you know, it's a legitimate history of the Lego lobster when they first debuted every set they've ever appeared in. Filmed on location at a Red Lobster restaurant. So, you know, that's the kind of silly stuff you can expect. Not just, you know, a white table and here's bag number one and we're going to build. Once we're opening the Lego now, we will lay all the pieces out. And again, I'm not, not lose anything, children. I'm not knocking those kind of videos either because I find them incredibly useful. There's been a lot of times I've been on the fence do I want this set? Do I not want this set? Are those pieces printed or are those stickers? And I'll go and I'll watch somebody do uh, an in-depth review of it. And it's, it's, it's been the deciding factor on whether I have bought in certain things many times in the past. So I'm not putting that down. I'm just right. saying, I want to not something. your content. I want to do your something different. Yeah. Yep. And Jeanette's over here. She wants to know, have you been to, to the motherland? To Denmark? No, I've been to the, I stayed at the uh, resort and went to the theme park in Southern California about We have 10 one here in ago. New York now. We have one here in New York. They're nice, but I got to tell you a funny, a couple of things. If you're going to go. Beds are real hard to lay on? No, it's not that. Bricks. It's, I went with my ex-wife and when we were attempting to check in, they were really like, so there's no children here with you? <laughs> and, <laughs> And uh, they, they were almost hesitant to like give um, me to, to give us a room because they didn't know, you know, it's a please tell me you had the long beard and the long hair at that time, too. Uh, no, because no, no, I was that would have made it even better. Like, excuse me, sir. Um, where's your children? No, well, no, no, the, no kids. Why? The, the other thing was at the at the theme park, there were a lot of rides that we couldn't ride together because they're built for one adult, one, one child. child. So here I am on this, I'm riding this jungle safari <laughs> thing. I'm by myself sitting in this little Lego car going around a track. And I, it felt kind of silly, but so, yeah, if you're going to go, you should probably bring a kid just so you don't feel stupid. Maybe you rent one. You could rent one. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound too good. 
Uh, I just need to rent your child so I can go to Legoland. Because uh, yeah. <sighs> they, you know, you mentioned that you mentioned how in the Lego stores they've got you know things you got to hide and see. Yeah. At, with the, at the at the hotel when you get there, the first thing they do is send you on a scavenger hunt to find a key that'll unlock the treasure chest in your room, and there's a little prize for you. So they, yeah, it was a wonderful experience. Just so a little... worth it to take my children there, but as a grown man, I probably shouldn't. Uh, just you know, just. To be fair, I thought we were paying admission to go to a glorified Lego store when we went okay. to that. And it was a it was one of the best theme park experiences I've ever had. Like it was reasonably priced, it was it was clean. This it, it was the food was great for an amusement park. So I, I recommend uh, the Lego Land theme parks and resorts. We had a like I said, it was strange, but we made it strange, not them. <laughs> I never wanted to I'm break sorry. down. Sorry, I'm just looking I just, at Jeanette's great. question. <laughs> yeah, oh. uh, answer Jeanette's question. While I'm sorry, I'm just giggling away here because I just, I, I can feel this vibe of like, yeah, I'm checking in. Um, you're. It's like the guy who goes to Chuck E. Cheese by himself because he likes the pizza. Yeah, or the video like, games. Yeah. Yeah, like, can I just me? Can I get a pizza? And uh, I'll take the card. I, I like the tickets. Like, yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. definitely one of those. That's exactly I what love it felt it. like. Yeah, I love it. So it, I'm sorry. Answer Jeanette's question. Um, what is your most favorite? I, this is like asking a man, like, who's your favorite? Well, no, child? I can one, tell you my favorite kid. But I'll tell you what. I, I was able. <laughs> all those sets, those beautiful, like actual Lego sets. I had, I had less of a hard time tearing them down than I had built, like this 20 foot medieval castle village custom from scratch it was it had a marketplace all the things i was telling you that i planned to do now bigger and better i had at the time and that hurt more than tearing down the ewok village you know tearing down the creation that i had spent almost three years you know building from my brain and just was my that was my place you know and uh, so that one was the one that was really painful to take down was you know the thing because that, that was your heart and soul in that yeah, man, I would just, after work on weekends, I'd just go out to the garage, turn on the radio, and just from my imagination, build, today we're going to build um, the fish market. Today we're going to build, uh, you know, the, the gypsy's hut, you know, all the things that were in the village. And yeah, having to take that down was tricky. Now, now I, staying with this and real quick. Uh, Gary, buddy of mine, he's gotten the Lego puzzle two years in a row. Uh, aren't all puzzles really Lego puzzles? Because they're aren't, in a way, but yeah, I mean, uh, unless but the puzzle, there. the puzzle that never ends, you know, because you're just you know build forever. I got my mom one of those Lego puzzles last Christmas, and she she's a puzzle fanatic. But it was the one time she couldn't finish it because it was just nothing but dozens and dozens of the Lego faces, the heads. And it was just, it proved too frustrating because it yeah, was like no I, pattern I to detect. That. Oh, that's so great. No, my best friend, Ken, I've come to collect someone, someone else's kid. Like just, I need to go into Legoland, go get somebody else's kid. Uh, now this is one, I'm not sure of what the answer is. Okay. But I think it'll make the right. If it's the answer is what I think it is, it would probably make a lot of our guests or a lot of our audience happy. Has anyone ever seen you, seen you in your videos? In my videos, no. So I want you all to hear that. When we said black gloves, so when Steve and I initially started talking about this, 
we were trying to figure out how Steve could come on here with just a set of black rubber gloves. Right. Cause I don't, I don't appear in the videos. I, I think I'm now that I've done like a podcast like this and I, I did um, another one a couple of weeks ago where I appeared now that, you know, I, I've shown my face, but I'll tell you a quick story about the black gloves. There was a practical reason to me wanting to do it that way because uh, I could just, when I, when I was putting the idea together and I said, I'm going to be working with my hands and this and that, I could just imagine you spend a, a week working on a really cool video. And then the only comment you get is look at his fingernails or, right. you know, and I just, I didn't want anybody like being a <laughs> jackass in the comments about Thanks, my dickheads. Right. So I figured, you know, I'm just going to throw on, I bought a black, uh, a box of these black grease monkey rubber gloves. And I just said, I'm going to wear these in every video uh, just because I don't want any dickhead commenting on my, uh, <laughs> on my hands and having I, to get managers every that. week. I respect that completely. But it makes oh. it tricky to put the actual Legos together because sometimes I'm trying to snap something together and then it gets caught, the glove gets caught in between. And so it's it's not the most practical, but it's kind of become my gimmick and I've spent too much time on the name and, and this and that to change now. And I don't think I would, but yeah, yeah that's kind of why I, the, the gloves were just so people wouldn't make fun of my hands. And let me introduce you to that jackass. He's my best friend. He's the jackass in the comments. See? See, he's that guy. I know who he is. He's the only person I know that like will send me message, send me like a phony, funny picture or video, and I watch it. I'm like this is hilarious. He's like, "Did you read the comments?" I'm like, "I never read the comments. I never read." He's like, "No, you got to go through the comments." And then I'll go through. I'm like, "There's horrible humans on this planet." Yeah, that like they they are the equivalent of when we were kids, the telephone tough guy, and now mm -hmm. they're just like behind the computer. It's like you're like. But I got to say, I haven't gotten one negative or mean-spirited comment yet because, again, to the credit of the adult Lego hobbyist community, they're 99% just good people who enjoy it. And Yeah, you know, and you I've have never... fun videos. Like, I guess it, it's me. My, I got to watch Risky Business at way too young of an age. So uh, my, my opinion of uh, what's kid-friendly and not is different than the average person. But, uh, yeah, I think that uh, your stuff isn't – you know, I'll call it PG-13. Yeah, sure. And it, I, I think it, it's more PG-13. Yeah, and I'm not looking to, like, first of all, it doesn't help the performance of your video to be swearing and cussing like a sailor because YouTube will, uh, will ding you for that. Yeah. So um, I just, I don't know. I, it's, it, was a, it was a niche that I, I felt wasn't, you know, nobody was doing quite exactly what I wanted to set out to do. I'm not a kid. Um, it would be weird if I was making, you know, trying to be Mr. Rogers of Lego. Um, right. So it, it just, it's, it's age appropriate. It's what I'm into. It reflects who I am outside of Lego, the hobby. So yeah, I'm not ashamed of it. And I, and Oh, look, these community standards in the way some of them though are, I posted a video today. Do you, have you seen the previous for the movie bad, uh, bad guys, I think is what it's called, where it's like the wolf and the gorilla and they're all the typical bad guys from the, the nursery rhymes. No, I haven't. That sounds interesting. It's, it, it's cute. looking movie. It's like a Pixar Disney, one of those. So they had a thing on TikTok where, you know, if you looked on it, the kids got sunglasses. You're, so my four-year-old wanted to do the video and he's doing the video and he's dancing to the music. They ban the community standards. They banned it. Well, you know, Sean, I'm like, because he didn't have his, he was, it was early in the morning. He had like a tank top or something when he's like, they're like, uh, minor exploitation. I'm like, that's well, four year old dancing. That's the, the whole, 
that's a whole big thing with YouTube as well. And that's why I have to make it super, super clear that these for, are for adults with like pictures of women and stuff. Because if you're talking about toys, comic books, video games, anything like that, that could be, uh, you know, thought to be targeting towards kids, they will remove your ability to receive comments. They will make it impossible for you to ever monetize that video. So the other very practical reason why I wanted to really make it clear that these were for adults so I don't get involved with any of that weird, right. you know, um, oh, are you trying to target a kid? That's the hell I am. Right. That's, well, that's my whole thing. Like when I saw that, I was like, that's my child. You sorry. Like whoever actually thought that this was like that. I have a problem with you as a person. Like you gave that a thought. Well, they probably just don't want some, you know, well, that's the other side to, to it. Contact your, your kid through his TikTok or whatever. Well, but yeah, it's through dad's TikTok, at least, at least ask me out. <laughs> Look at this face. But so, so how often are, are we we're off that for a second? But how often are we getting to see? Oh, look at that. But you, she called you the Bob Ross of Legos. Happy oh, mistakes. I, I like it. That could be your new your new moniker. We get you a little uh, puffy wig and everything. I, say, I don't have the hair for it or the patience. Get, <laughs> I'm going to make a tree now. Oh, there's no mistakes, just happy accidents. Uh, here but I, uh, I was the Howard Stern of Lego. I don't want to know what you're doing with the Legos then. (laughs) (laughs) So um, how often can we see these videos? I mean, obviously you've got the YouTube channel and that's Black Glove uh, Bricks. You've got the uh, Facebook page, Black Glove Bricks. You've got blackglovebricks.com that we've been uh, scrolling on the bottom here. We've got the Instagram Black Glove Bricks. It's all the same thing. How often are we putting out videos? Uh. I was on a pretty good schedule for a while. And then I got to be honest, the last like month or so, I've just had a bunch of other things going on. So I'm a little behind, but uh, I'm, I have a bunch of really cool stuff halfway done in the hopper. Now I do want to get back to putting out, I don't ever want to get on like a schedule or like this drops every Tuesday at noon, but uh, I, I ideally we're going to get back to it at least one a week. You know, there, there are certain times where I bang out three in a week. And there's other times like now where a month's gone by. I'm actually work. The reason that there's been a pause is I'm I'm working on quite a kind of a lengthy. Uh, you know, I kind of told some of the story here, but it's like the history of Bricklink. And I kind of went down of a rabbit hole with that one. And yeah, so I've got like four or five that are like halfway done. And so expect a bunch in the next couple of weeks. How about the? Uh, and we're gonna get ready here shortly, folks. We're gonna. Go ahead and turn the lights off at the bar. But how about the the ones that I'm actually interested in? Because I don't do them, and I but I think I would like to do these ones. Are the Lego uh, historical monument ones? Those really expensive. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever seen those? They're like the Eiffel Tower. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they had the London Bridge. Taj those, Mahal. Yeah, those are beautiful, but very intricate, very small. Yeah, we had the, I had the tower. Bri- oh, 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 no, no, no. Well, those are like, okay, th- that's a sub theme called architecture. And yes, they, that's they, it. They are small, um, but then they have made like a $400 Eiffel Tower and, and, and all. Of oh, those. I didn't know that. No, I'm yeah, talking about these yeah. really fine ones. They're nice, but I do, if I'm being perfectly honest, I think they're. I think they're overpriced because they are expensive. As nice as they, as nicely designed as they are, what you actually get in the box isn't very much. 
You know, there's not, it, there's a, it's a low piece count, especially compared to the price. It's beautiful packaging. They always come with a nice, beautiful booklet. If you've lived in that place or have an attached, I have, I have the Chicago one, a friend got it for me. Right. But I, um, I, I just find that for, for what they're charging, there's not a lot in the box, but they're, they're awesome. So if you, and that's the thing, if you dig them, then it's worth the price. But if you, if you're adding it up and doing an actual price per piece evaluation, they're not the best value. Do you do that? Like price per piece, like the no. $800, you know, millennial Falcon that has a thousand pieces to it. Well, Hey, my piece, my price per piece isn't so bad. No, never, never. never because it, if it's something, I, the only thing I'll do, and I've done a couple of videos on here is I have gone in certain parts of the country. I've visited like some brick and mortar toy stores that sell Lego figures a la carte. And what I'll do is I'll buy several of these figures from an actual brick and mortar store. And then I will go on BrickLink and I will compare, was it a better value at the brick and mortar or could I have gotten a better deal on BrickLink? So I will do just for, is more of a, not for my own, like, is it worth it to me to do this? But it's just sort of an interesting case study. I will do these brick and mortar versus BrickLink comparison videos. Uh, and thank you for the follow. Um, just to just to sort of put it out there, like, is it worth going to a toy store and buying it, or is BrickLink really, you know, the better deal? So, I think you're getting follows over here and shit. Hey, Cody and Cheryl, all all up on the follow today. I mean, this is just fascinating to me because I see this is like I truly respect this kind of stuff and this level of hobby because I know what that's like. I know what it's like to to be so into a hobby and so into a thing that this is what you're, you're really interested in. So we've got some videos coming. Yeah. We've got the history of brick link that you're working on. We're going to put together uh, the village. I do need a podcast studio in that village. Medieval castle podcast studio. We got to figure out how to put that together. That's Um, something we could work on. Sure. We could figure that one out. Yeah. Um, We're going to get Scott, to connect with you for nationals to make a Lego bearded Scott. Uh, probably be an arrow and probably be a better one, but we'll see if we can get them linked up with you. We're just going to put you to work. You're going to have to quit your job as a copywriter and just <laughs> do Legos all day long, change yeah. it exactly into what you didn't want it to be. We've, we've ruined the entire hobby. That's what we do here. Just mess the whole thing up for you. I'm hey, sorry. Hey, the day job's just there to pay the bills. The Lego's Isn't what I'm really true? passionate about. Isn't it the damn truth? Like, yeah. like it's just there to pay the bills. I got other shit I'm trying to do here. So, Amen. Um, and everybody can follow you. Like I said, blackglovebricks.com. If you go to that site, all the links are also there. Yeah, yeah. That's it like gets my... you everything else. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're giving everything a follow, the YouTube. Make sure you're YouTube, giving all you... of ours us a follow here. YouTube, YouTube especially. If, if uh, That's the one where, because, you know, we're still a far cry from ever being able to make a dime there. But um, that's that's the one that really is the most important right now. So a YouTube subscription would really be appreciated from anybody who's gotten a kick out of this conversation. Absolutely. And when this goes out tomorrow at 7 a.m., We'll remind all those folks, make sure you, you pull the car off to the side, go on your phone, go on YouTube, take your neighbor's phone, go on YouTube, make sure you're subscribing <laughs> to your neighbor. Just Actually, you know, it's late enough at night. Just go in your neighbor's house. Just take their stuff and just kind of. They won't mind. They'll, they won't mind at all. They'll, they'll appreciate that you did that for them as you're subscribing to this show for them 
they're subscribing to Lego, they're on YouTube for me, LinkedIn, you know, they'll appreciate that. So at we're gonna get ready to close the bar up here, folks. I this is great. Like makes me want to go build Legos right now. Makes great, that's 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 the best compliment you can pay me. So thank you. It may, makes me want to go out and build Legos. As always, folks, if you're enjoying this, make sure you give a, a like and a subscribe to all the stuff that we've got going on. Uh, Facebook, we've got the the Above the Bar podcast Facebook page. We've got our Earplug podcast uh, page, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all of those, the Above the Bar podcast. Our TikTok is the Above the Bar podcast. Uh, starting to put content out there. Make sure you're following all those. If you haven't already, we've also got the giveaway. Uh, I put the giveaway items away. I, I should have brought those back out, but we have giveaway items uh, for get from some of our prior guests. One of your, the the creator of your theme song. Yes. That's Keith, how- I, Keith Irish and Punk is a Doornail, who's been a guest on this show. That's how uh, we met up with Steve. Yep. They, they hooked us up with a, a vinyl of uh, their, their most recent album and a drumstick. We're giving that away. We're giving away uh, two pieces of original sketch art from uh, Doug Dreyer, who does, you know what a breaker box is? You like in your basement? No, not. See, that's what my son said to me. Okay, my 18-year-old, yeah. I was like, you know what a breaker box is? He's like, in the basement? No. So breaker boxes are similar to blind boxes, but they have much more value to them. So I just did a Star Wars one with him last night. Um, and they What's have, a blind box? You don't know what a blind? Oh, you know what a blind box is? Is that like a loot crate kind of thing where you just get loot a- crates? An ex- it would be an example of a blind okay. box, but but blind boxes are like you don't know what's in here, you don't know what the figure okay. is, you don't know what the character is, and you don't know it till you open it, and then what you get is what you get. Got it. So blind boxes are the that's what those are. Breaker boxes are similar, but they're fo- filled with a value. I just did a Star one. Star Wars one yesterday. Um, I got an unopened, all of them had unopened ones, but an unopened Empire Strikes backpack from 40 years ago. Wow. Um, A whole bunch of cards because it was a bounty hunter box. Oh, nice. Whole bunch of uh, cards from that set, a couple of Boba Fett's. But the real one was at the bottom of mine, I had one of the congratulations stickers, which is there's always like some kind of a uh, freebie or not freebie, but like in a Mylar bag really nice item in there. Mine had a graded autographed uh, signed by the original actor who played Boba Fett. Oh, he just passed away. Uh, Jeremy or Jeremy's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I have that. Wow. Coming here. Just getting it worth the price of it if it's graded because that what that costs to get something. Absolutely. So, so I've got that. Have you ever, do they do that with Legos? Do they block Legos like they do toys, like Star Wars toys and all that? Do they block those? How do you mean block? So so CGC, who does the comic books, we call it like blocking them or, or like grading them. Great Grading it. Is there a Lego version <clears throat> of that? I don't think so because. That'd be an interesting one. Yeah, there's, there's so few, like anything vintage that's still in a sealed box because who the who was keeping them in boxes. Right. You know, I was looking just for shits and giggles on Bricklink a few weeks ago at some of the castles I had as a kid, new in a box, three, $4,000. Cody, Cody's giving us some love. Thank, Thank you, Cody. Cody. Um, But yeah, like that's, I was just thinking about that, but 
but we have actually two sketch cards from the Spider-Man set that we threw in there also. Uh, oh, nice. Hobgoblin and Mysterio. Um, the real other thing, though, is um, we had Christopher, Head- Christopher E. Hedberg, who was a Season 7 Forge and Fire champion. Okay. Make us bearded, like like dragons, like actual dragons, though, with a beard. Oh, bottle wow. openers. Damn thing's got to be that long. That sounds Made amazing. it out of, squ- forged it out of square stock. And I, I, it's sitting off in, on the side. I should have brought it up, but the scales are forged into it. He actually, all the way around it, it has full scales. You have not to like, up on Instagram. It, well, it's on, it's on IG. So oh, is it? Go, oh, okay, okay. It's on IG. It's on one. our Facebook page. Um, I took some pictures of it, put some stuff. He actually did a video. We put the video up there. Go check that out. We're giving this away, folks. If you go to our Facebook page, uh, the Above the Bar podcast, the link's in there. I've shared it a bunch of times. Go hit that link. Subscribe to that. Share it with all your friends. I'm going to give this to you. That's awesome. That's hand-forged. The album's unopened. If you've never heard of Skatar, you don't know what you're missing. Oh, trust me. Yeah. Keith's band's out of control. Love those guys. Yeah. Love those guys. They're good dudes. So, so as we always do here, uh, we're getting ready. We'll, we're getting ready to close this thing up for the night. Close the bar. Do not go anywhere after the bar closes, Steve. We got to talk after hours for a second. Okay. No problem. Uh, little, little after hours chat here. Um, but what we always do on the show here is the guest gets the last word. So what's the last word you got for us, brother? It's, uh, let's see. Well, it's what the word Lego means. Play well. Be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation. Found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.